In all these countries, like unto the morning stars, shine ye forth from the horizon of guidance. Thus far ye have been untiring in your labors. Let your exertions henceforth increase a thousandfold. Summon the people in these countries, capitals, islands, assemblies, and churches to enter the Abha kingdom. The scope of your exertions must needs be extended. The wider its range, the more striking will be the evidence of divine assistance. You have observed that while Abdu'l-Bahá was in the utmost bodily weakness and feebleness, while he was indisposed and had not the power to move, notwithstanding this physical state, he traveled through many countries in Europe and America, and in churches, meetings, and conventions, was occupied with the promotion of the divine principles, and summoned the people to the manifestation of the kingdom of Abha. You have also observed how the confirmations of the blessed perfection encompassed all. What result is forthcoming from material rest, tranquility, luxury, and attachment to this corporeal world? It is evident that the man who pursues these things will in the end become afflicted with regret and loss. Consequently, one must close his eyes wholly to these thoughts, long for eternal life, the sublimity of the world of humanity, the celestial developments, the Holy Spirit, the promotion of the Word of God, the guidance of the inhabitants of the globe, the promulgation of universal peace, and the proclamation of the oneness of the world of humanity. This is the work. Otherwise, like unto other animals and birds, one must occupy himself with the requirements of this physical life, the satisfaction of which is the highest aspiration of the animal kingdom. And one must stalk across the earth, like unto the quadrupeds. Consider ye, no matter how much man gains wealth, Riches and opulence in this world, he will not become as independent as a cow. For these fattened cows roam freely over the vast tableland. All the prairies and meadows are theirs for grazing, and all the springs and rivers are theirs for drinking. No matter how much they graze, the fields will not be exhausted. It is evident that they have earned these material bounties with the utmost facility. Still more ideal than this life is the life of the bird. A bird on the summit of a mountain on the high waving branches has built for itself a nest more beautiful than the palaces of the kings. The air is in the utmost purity, the water cool and clear as crystal, the panorama charming and enchanting. In such glorious surroundings he expends his numbered days. All the harvests of the plain are his possessions, having earned all this wealth without the least labor. Hence, no matter how much man may advance in this world, he shall not attain to the station of this bird. Thus it becomes evident that in the matters of this world, however much man may strive and work to the point of death, he will be unable to earn the abundance, the freedom, and the independent life of a small bird. This proves and establishes the fact that man is not created for the life of this ephemeral world, 
Nay, rather is he created for the acquirement of infinite perfections, for the attainment to the sublimity of the world of humanity, to be drawn nigh unto the divine threshold, and to sit on the throne of everlasting sovereignty.